Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all.
truth. Hear the voice of love. Hear the voice of wisdom, compassion, empathy. Raising our vibration tonight to a new height, becoming All right. Welcome, welcome on this October 29th. Where in the world did October go? It's like I look up and we're at the end of October. Is anybody else like wondering where did October go? Well, it's in the past. No regrets, no shame, no worries. We are here in this very, very present moment. New, big, big, full moon activity. It is an awesome, awesome, awesome time of the year right now. This big full moon. We had a lunar eclipse yesterday. I don't know how many of you were aware of it. I didn't actually see it, but I was very aware of it. No eating. Uh, Sadhguru recommended we not eat because food would not be digested. So my whole family was not eating between four and five yesterday. So we have experienced a download, a download of sorts from the full moon eclipse. And I believe the moon is still shining its bright light. We give thanks, we give thanks, we give thanks. And let us take a deep breath in, deep breath in as we process all the energy on the planet that is negative or positive. We are just one big battery operating between negative and positive energy, breathing in life into this particular battery tonight, breathing in life. So welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Tonight we're talking about becoming masters, master alchemists. I heard a... um, a, um, a beautiful, beautiful teaching by Matt Kahn. I'm not going to play it tonight, but I want to share with you all the things I learned that we can choose to do in this time of turmoil, chaos, war, suffering, bloodshed. Oh, so many things going on. If you are a, a resident of planet Earth, you know that the world is just full of chaos right now. Even uh, yesterday, I think it was Tampa, which is not very far from me, I think two people lost their life in a violent uh, episode of gun gun shooting and uh, cowboys and Indian type behavior. Whoa, 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 whoa. So um, we are just going to process all this negative energy tonight and become master alchemists. So one of the first things that I want us to be aware of in becoming a master alchemist. Uh, And we're going to talk about um, the second brain tonight because I I realized it was connected. I I hadn't even thought about it until Spirit Most High led me to believe that there was a connection between becoming a master alchemist and the second brain. And I think it happened when I was listening to Matt Kahn's teaching about this transforming a matter as an alchemist, that something came to me about the second brain and fermentation and how this whole process is related. I'm like, wow. So we're going to learn a little bit about how to 
what first of all we're going to learn what an alchemist is we're going to learn about fermentation and from there we're going to do a lot of meditation tonight to bring us to a higher vibration because part of mastering being an alchemist is higher vibration and believe it or not your second brain plays a huge role and whether you're going to be able to be a master or not. But the first, very first thing about mastering uh, alchemy or being a master alchemist is your breath, your breath. I want you to be aware more and more of using your breath in every stressful situation. And let's just practice a little bit. If you're in, say, a traffic jam, And someone moves in front of you when you're trying to move ahead and you say, what the, take a deep breath. Breathe in and breathe out and give thanks that that person must have some things they need to do more important than you. Or if your grandchildren or your children are behaving in a way that's just irritating to your nervous system, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. And let it out. And if you have pain in your body, that's a biggie. Pain, a headache, pain in your throat, pain in your shoulder, pain in your toe, pain in your knee. Deep breath in, inhale, inhale, and blow it out. And what if you're watching YouTube and you realize how much death and dying and suffering is taking place to a point of really connecting with that suffering Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, and exhale. That's the first step in becoming a master alchemist, is that we use a, right, a, a uh, creator-given gift to calm our nervous system, to balance our body, and help us think on a higher resolution, higher vibration. The breath is the first step. Now, some of you might be asking, well, what the heck is alchemy? Well, I have just the answer for you. Uh, Of course, I was doing a lot of research today. I was listening to so many um, YouTubes today on alchemy, and it was just fascinating to see, actually, uh, how many, how much, Alchemy has to do with our daily lives even and um, just our ability to vibrate at a higher level when we are aware of this chemistry that's going on around us, in us, and everywhere. So I want to give you two perspectives, two professional, two experts on what is alchemy so that you have we, let's say we have a fuller understanding of what it means to master alchemy and to be master alchemist. And we're going to break it down for you tonight in a very simple way and how it relates to the energy within you that can process all this information, all this propaganda that is really coming at us fast these days. Uh, There's a lot of deception, history, and just knowledge about the Middle East inating that goes back to biblical times and beyond. And the scriptures say 
my people perish for lack of knowledge. That is more so important these days, but more important is how are we using this knowledge. And so becoming a master alchemist is how you're going to use this knowledge to your absolute benefit. Because with all of the things that are going on in the world today, you have choices. We have choices on how we can respond. We don't want to react to anything because that lowers our vibration. But how do we respond to all the events going on in the world? Well, I look at the three top ways that you can respond. Number one, protest. There are thousands upon thousands of people who are getting up, who got up out of their seats, put the remote control down, stopped watching uh, Netflix, and are out in the streets. Thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, France, uh, Turkey. I saw an amazing video today in Istanbul, Turkey, where thousands of people are protesting from the information they're receiving about the war in the Middle East. So that, to me, is just a sign that people have a love for human beings because most of these protests are about cease the firing, cease the war, stop dropping the bombs, we don't want any more of that. It's happening in Grand Central Station. It's happening on Wall Street. People are putting down their remote controls, yay, and getting out in the streets and putting up signs, whatever, just making their voice a protest. That's one option that we have to um, resist the lies, the, the, the evil, the, uh, the murdering, the bombs. And I, I see the protest as a love for human beings. People want to stop the, um, the abuses that are going on in Palestine and even Israel, because even the Israeli people are being lied to. And even Israel citizens are protesting Netanyahu. If you don't know that, that's what's going on. There's a huge protest in Israel against the leader Netanyahu. Yeah, they know what they know about Zionism. And even the Jews who live there don't want that anymore. So we've got protest, protest, a love for human, a desire to see things change. Number two uh, choice that you can make when you see all this corruption and murder and bonds is do absolutely nothing. Just continue to do what you're doing and not even participate in the opportunity to become a master alchemist. Keep watching Netflix, keep being entertained, keep going to work, do your thing. Just do nothing. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. And then, of course, the third option is to study alchemy and study the second brain and make make a decision to transform the world with your mat as a master alchemist you're going to transform the world we're going to make an we're going to have an effect on what is going on in the middle east and in your neighborhood and all over just by becoming a master alchemist so i'm excited about sharing what alchemy is how what it means for us as conscious individuals and how we are going to make a change in this period this inevitable stage we're in, we're in an inevitable stage from uh, third dimensional chaos to fourth and fifth dimensional peace and harmony and love. That's where we are. We're transitioning from this amazing chaos and, and insanity and ignorance, I mean, thousands of years of ignorance 
We are transforming. We're transitioning now. We're in the middle of this stage of transition. So I'm excited, and I hope you are too. So we're going to learn more about alchemy tonight because that's what came to me to present to you to help us transform and transition out of this mess. So it's a process. You're going to be patient. And the whole idea is to go to a state of love, harmony, and uh, sympathy, compassion. So let me put play my first audio. Yes, my first audio. This is Alchemy for Beginners. It's about six minutes. I want to give you two um, perspectives on what alchemy, what it is, what it does, and all that. And this one is a, a very simple one, quick one, uh, Alchemy for Beginners. <laughs> AD here and welcome back to my channel. This video of course is Alchemy for Beginners and it's not going to give you everything about alchemy because I'm going to be making a whole series on alchemy for you guys. So this is Alchemy for Beginners. Alchemy is an early form of chemistry and its traditions were used in ancient Egypt, China, India, and medieval Europe. The word alchemy comes from chem, the ancient name for Egypt meaning the black land or the land with black earth. Alchemy was described by Hermes Trismegistus, a man that came from the city of Atlantis and was later deified. He became the ancient Egyptian god Thoth. If you're interested in learning more about Hermes Trismegistus, definitely refer to my As Above, So Below video for more information on him. I have all the stuff about who he was and possibly how he could have been other deities as well. He's also thought of as the author of the Emerald Tablets, which is also called the Smaragdina Tablet or the Tabula Smaragdina, which is the secret of Hermes. There are 12 tablets which I've heard were discovered by Alexander the Great, but I actually couldn't figure out or find any more information about the Emerald Tablets or where they were discovered. So if you guys know any more about that, please let me know in the comments below. But the Emerald Tablets describe the key tenets of alchemy and the fundamental secrets of the Grand Arcanum, which was the great secret of Hermes Trismegistus. So there are two types of alchemy. Esoteric, which is a transformation of a mortal into a god, a goddess, or an enlightened one, which is also called spiritual alchemy, or exoteric, which is a transformation of base metals into gold. Alchemical symbols were used as a way to hide what alchemists were studying from those who weren't necessarily initiated during the time when people were persecuted by the church. Its motto is Solve e Coagula, which means dissolve and coagulate, which notes the first and last alchemical processes. So there are seven alchemical processes in both esoteric and exoteric alchemy. I believe these are actually the seven processes that twin flames go through before reaching enlightenment. So everything now that I'm going to be describing is in terms of spiritual alchemy. So there's calcination, which is the first alchemical process, which is breaking down parts of ourselves that get in the way of our happiness. This is the solve, dissolving or calcination. So there's a beautiful young melanin lady who go, talks really fast, and I thought, why don't I really show her for too long because she talks too fast? So, but I wanted to just introduce you to one perspective there, a young melanin woman who's studied, who's done some studying. She's very excited about the seven stages, which we're going to go into now in a more slower way to learn what are the seven stages of spiritual alchemy, because that's what we're talking about. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who are just joining us, uh, we're going to choose tonight to become master alchemists. As I said, uh, with all the chaos in the world, with all the murder, the lies, the political games, we have choices. We can either do nothing at all, continue our life the way we've always led it and not make any impact on the world events, 
We can um, protest, which is going on all over the world. I'm so excited to see that because it means people have put down the remote control and they're out in nature and, light, and walking the streets with other people with signs saying ceasefire, ceasefire, uh, free Palestine, whatever. We're, we're on the move. People, the people, power to the people. We want to send love and light to all those people who have chosen to put down the remote and get outside with a sign that says ceasefire, no more bombing, free Palestine. We love the children and the women. We don't want to see more children and women dying in Palestine. And that's why people are out in the streets right now. And then the third choice, we want to become master alchemists. We want to transform all this bad energy, negative, not bad, negative energy in this battery of positive and negative. We're going to recharge, recharge, recharge with both negative and positive tonight and become master alchemists. So here is the next perspective on alchemy. This is seven stages of spiritual alchemy. The mystical art of inner transformation, spiritual alchemy beckons the seeker to embark upon a remarkable journey of self-discovery and enlightenment. It is a metaphysical tapestry woven with the threads of ancient wisdom and esoteric knowledge, inviting us to transmute the base elements of our being into the radiant gold of spiritual awakening. Unlike its alchemical forebear, concerned with transmuting base metals into gold, spiritual alchemy seeks a more precious transmutation, a metamorphosis of consciousness. It is the quest for transcendence, the awakening to the boundless wonder of existence, and the communion with the ineffable. Climbing the ladder of spiritual alchemy crosses seven stages. Stages which draw upon the principles of traditional alchemy but are applied to the inner, spiritual realm. By embarking on this path, you will witness a heightened sense of interconnectedness with all of existence. The first, calcination, is the crucible of reckoning on this transformative journey, symbolizing a profound process of inner purification and dissolution. It is the alchemical process of burning away what no longer serves you, be it thought patterns, relationships, or worldly attachments, heralding the dawn of rebirth. The calcination process involves a sense of humility. As your ego is broken down, you become more open to receiving higher wisdom and guidance. Calcination unveils the tempestuous fires that reduce the ego and its illusions to ashes. In this incendiary crucible, you confront the darkest recesses of self, the chimerical shadows that shroud your authenticity. By facing your own limitations, fears, and illusions, calcination sets the foundation for further stages of inner transformation and enlightenment. It is the alchemical fire that initiates the process of turning the base elements of the self into something more refined and spiritually elevated. an uncharted voyage into the depths of the soul's inner sanctum. In the dissolution process, the seeker treads the waters of transformation, guided by the gentle currents of detachment. In this stage, you learn to pierce through the veils of illusion, recognizing the transient nature of material reality. The ephemeral illusions that once ensnared the mind are unraveled, revealing the ever-changing nature of the world. 
Emotions rise to the surface like waves in a turbulent sea, as unresolved feelings and emotional baggage demand acknowledgement and release. It is a cathartic process, a sacred cleansing of the emotional body, and a dance of surrender, a surrendering of the ego's desperate grasp on control, and a relinquishing of worldly desires. Yet, dissolution is not solely a process of letting go. It is also a voyage of discovery, a revelation of interconnectedness. As attachments dissolve, the boundaries between the self and the cosmos blur, and a sense of unity with all living beings and the universe emerges. The dissolution of egoic constructs gives rise to a new way of seeing, a new way of being. After dissolution, clarity and discernment come during separation. Separation beckons you to discern, to differentiate the essential from the non-essential, and to fathom the meaningful implications of this divine act. Akin to the refining of precious metals, the separation stage sees the seeker carefully sifting through the alloys of identity, purifying the essence within. It is a process that necessitates your patience and discernment, an artful endeavor that culminates in a greater sense of self-awareness. You'll recognize the myriad attachments and identities that have long entwined your essence. These threads of attachment are not severed in haste but gently examined, woven, and rewoven, discerning their true nature. The seeker becomes a master of distinctions, discerning between the ephemeral and the eternal, the superficial and the profound. It is an unveiling of the veils that have obscured higher truths, a peeling away of layers to reveal the core of authenticity. In conjunction, fragmented pieces of existence coalesce into a harmonious symphony, unveiling the interplay of opposites. This process beckons you to embrace the reconciliation of polarities, the sacred marriage of the inner king and queen. It is a stage where masculine and feminine energies within the psyche find their equilibrium, not as opposing forces, but as complementary aspects of the self. This union is not merely symbolic but a living, breathing embodiment of the alchemical process. The king represents the rational, logical, and conscious aspects of the self, while the queen embodies the intuitive, emotional, and unconscious dimensions. Their union transcends gender and becomes an archetype of inner harmony. As these energies align and merge, the seeker experiences a rich sense of wholeness. In this stage, you unveil the sacred dance of existence the interplay of dualities that shape our world. It is an epic realization that unity arises not in spite of differences, but through their harmonious convergence. Likened to the fermenting of substances, resulting in the emergence of something new and more refined, the fermentation stage represents the birth of the enlightened self. It is a phase of spiritual rebirth and illumination. Fermentation is the stage of spiritual ripening, where your consciousness matures and deepens like the aging of fine wine. A process where the rough edges are smoothed and the flavors become more complex. The seeker's soul is refined, 
and your understanding of spiritual truths becomes richer and more nuanced. Understanding of the mysteries of existence expand to new dimensions. In this sacred fermentation, you undergo a metamorphosis, a transmutation of consciousness that aligns you more closely with the divine and the eternal. Akin to the purification of precious metals in the alchemical laboratory, the distillation stage is where the seeker's consciousness is distilled to its essence. It is now when you become a vessel for the distilled wisdom of the ages, an alchemical elixir of enlightenment. Having ventured deep into the unconscious during the fermentation stage, you now emerge with profound insights and heightened awareness. Distillation allows the seeker to separate the spiritual essence from the impurities of the ego, bringing clarity and purity to their perception. Distillation is symbolized by the process of separating and purifying substances through heat and condensation, where the impurities are left behind, and the essence is collected in its purest form. Similarly, the seeker's consciousness is distilled, leaving behind the dross of egoic attachments and illusions, replacing them with spiritual insight and wisdom. The seventh and final enigmatic stage, coagulation is a union of the seeker's inner and outer worlds, where the inner transformation finds its ultimate realization. Here, you embody the culmination of your spiritual journey transcending the boundaries of the self to merge with the cosmic dance of existence. In this coagulation, the seeker becomes a living embodiment of unity, a bridge between the finite and the infinite, the individual and the universal. It is a process of transcendence, like the philosopher's stone that transmutes the base into the noble, the mundane into the sacred. The ego, having been dissolved, purified, and distilled, now takes its rightful place in the grand tapestry of existence, a humble servant rather than a dominant force. As your consciousness coagulates, you become a vessel for the divine light, a radiant beacon of wisdom and compassion. It is a state of total serenity, where you are no longer driven by desires or attachments, but live in alignment with the natural order of the universe. This video is part of our Empowering Esotericism series. If you want to discover the real meaning of dreams, how to harness the power of as above, so below, or how to use the I Ching, explore the playlist. Thank you for watching. If you All right, everybody, breathe in. Breathe in, breathe in, and... Exhale. That was a lot to take in. I took notes. I hope you did. Took mental notes. If you have comments, questions, uh, press one. If you're in the Blog Talk Studio, uh, YouTube, make your comments on YouTube, and of course Facebook. I'm always watching for your comments. So, what did you think about though that information? Let me just summarize it real quick, and then we're going to get into it after the break. Uh, and I have more audios to share with you about fermentation. I don't know if you've got that. Did you get the fermentation in alchemy? I'm like, wow, that was really powerful for me because I realized the second brain 
as I teach on for every Friday, Health and Wellbeing with the other, I talk a lot about the microbiome. And I've come to realize fully now that the behavior that you see in your friends, relatives, strangers, whatever, is a, has a lot to do with the state of their microbiome second brain. I have more sympathy, empathy for my family and friends who are continually stuffing their face with dead food or uh, food that, that comforts them. I have so much sympathy and empathy now because I realize their brain, their second brain has taken over. If you have had a lifetime of junk food, abuse, low vibration, uh, no distillation, as he talked about, uh, no purification of fasting and changing your mind about everything, your second brain is not functioning. So you're walking around on the planet just eating and doing things without your second brain, which was a gift to us in the fermentation process, which is what feeds the second brain. Wow, when I got that to, earlier today, I was like, wow, I had to just sit and go, wow, 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 that the foods that feed your second brain are the fermented foods, which our ancestors used all the time, those fermented foods. And now we're coming into an awareness of consciousness that to become a master alchemist, your second brain has to be awakened and nourished and built up so that it becomes a diversified element of your sacred temple that helps you become a master alchemist and dissolve the ego, purify the body, and so much more. So we've got to take a break. I see you, uh, caller, someone's pressed one four three four three zero six. We're going to come right back to you. Let's see, where is Naima Latif? I know she's here somewhere. I think this is Naima Latif um, is going to... My uh, executive producer is in the studio, 312721. I think that's Naima. Going to play some commercials. When we come back, we'll take your questions, comments about ego being dissolved, fermentation being a part of becoming a master alchemist. There has to be a fermentation process going on, and that's in the foods that we use to build up our second brain. So, We'll be right back after these messages. Three, one, two, seven. Naima, your mic is open. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age. Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. (laughs) 
Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Second brain. I'm going to play for you after this caller. This um, it's actually a long audio that I'm going to just play a very small portion called Inner Gold Alchemy and Psychology. That is the connection to how we transition, how we transform our ego mind, our our um, our appetites for all kinds of crap. This is how we transform. It's our mind, our psychology, the psychology, the mind has to be transformed. And how do we transform this mind? The second brain has to be built up. That's what I'm learning more and more because I see the behavior of my family and friends. Oh my goodness, the new moon, the full moon's coming up over the trees. <gasps> so excited! Come on over, moon. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. And and I see the connection now. I see the connection. The second brain, which we're going to hear some some a little bit about the second brain, how important it is if we're going to become master alchemists, the transformation, uh, becoming uh, this amazing uh, spiritual conscious person. And uh, the importance of how that happens is your second brain has to be communicating with the first, the top brain. So let's go to the calls. Uh, I don't want to miss any. We've got a hand up. 434-306. Your mic is open. Welcome. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing Hello, great. Everybody. How are you? Okay. How are I'm doing you? all right. I'm doing fine. This is Gracie. I'm going to go back to the 
the car issue that you brought up first. That is true. These people is from another planet. I've been in a couple of wrecks where I've been hit from the rear, and that's no plaything. Uh, what I start doing is using my uh, emergency flashes. That's the only thing that bring them back real quick, make them realize, you know, that they're going too fast. They're already up on your bumper. If they hit you, you don't right. have nowhere to go. Okay? Now, I'm going to get off of that. Okay. Now, yesterday, I took time, uh, well, a few days ago, uh, it was on my mind to do the fast. Okay? I ended up doing it for uh, several hours, and I had to eat. Okay? I didn't complete that. I normally go five to seven days. So I got to keep at it, do three days until I get myself into it. Cleanser, do all that too. Okay. What I got into as well is my Archangels, Archangel Michael. Okay. You have oh. to go through the first 12 because it's in, in the Muslim Bible. It's in a whole lot of other nationalities, Bibles. And, and it'll tell you like uh, your, the uh, tape telling you, you got to get yourself that negativity wiped out and everything. It's different. Uh, uh, it's different ones that you have to go through. You have to read and see. Okay. And so uh, I, 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 I just enjoyed myself yesterday. Did my own meditation because I didn't have the money to get out and go to a real, do a real massage real or do the meditations. So I stayed here and I just did my meditations from one place to the next and I got what I wanted. And one was a Native American doing the meditations through that for a while. Then I said, well, I wanted to know about the ones from India. Very good. Okay. And so now I know what I need to do to wipe out this negativity that I have. And even if you do get yourself cleaned up, you know we're still here in the natural world. Uh, we can go back. We know the ones that we need to go back to and clean ourselves up. So that's what I want to bring up. And I thank you for your time, okay? Thank you. Well, it is so nice to hear from you, Gracie, again. We've missed you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Been going through some things, hope, but it was a it was a lesson for me to go through what I did, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so so I'm 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 better, and I you know I got to the point where I was so afraid I couldn't come down to my house in the dark. So now oh, I'm oh. back. I had to test myself. I had to get right, used to. Right. So I'm walking back from the gate, and it's a distance to walk from my gate. Down here, even mm-hmm. though the girl, what she did, she leave her headlights on to a certain, you know, to the place where I get half this part of the way. And I, I've gotten out of that fear of that. So I'm coming to my door and standing and, you know, and not being fearful because of what I read, because of what I learned. Okay? So I'm all right yeah. now. So yeah. I got... I got some techniques now. If that happened again, I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so, so important to be conscious of your fear, first of all, aware that you had mm-hmm. that fear, 
And now you're mm-hmm. going to transform by uh, confessing that you're protected. And you can yeah. manifest whatever you want. If you are, first love yourself, first love yourself, that's number one. If you don't love anybody else, you got, you have to, you need to love yourself. And that love alone is going to uh, ooze out to help your neighbors. That love for yourself is going to be felt by your neighbors. But if you're mm-hmm. not loving yourself, uh, you're going to have trouble manifesting. And you're going to struggle to become a master alchemist if you don't have love in your heart. There has mm-hmm. to be love in your heart to become a master alchemist. Otherwise, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a struggle. And just like in the Middle East, they have so much struggling going on because there's so much evil uh, in that whole process of war that the struggle is real. And I feel that struggle sometimes, but I know it's a process. And this is a, a something, a stage of, of transformation, transition from third dimension reality of war, 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 chaos, bloodshed, suffering, pain, to the fourth dimension. We're in the transition. Some are staying in that third dimension. Many of us are out of it because there's nothing but love in our hearts for ourselves and for others. And, and Gracie, when you are loving yourself, and then uh, uh, forgiving the driver who hits you, forgiving everyone around you. you got to manifest mm-hmm. whatever you So you walk out of your house and you say, thank you, creator. Thank mm-hmm. you, Yahuwah, for Thank you for right. guiding me. Thank you for mm-hmm. delivering me. Thank you for showing me what I need to do today. Boom. No more mm-hmm. fear. You got it. Because mm-hmm. there's love but in it, your heart. Oh, it took me about... Love, it took, it took me about four nights coming down here, and uh, and then I got my brother to come down a few nights and got to the point he was out of place, so I had to do this on my own. I had to start walking back down here like I normally do because I'm, I'm, I am, it's just about 30 years that I've been here. Never had that experience about demons at my door. Demons. Never experienced it, and it freaked me out for the first two nights. Companions, I did everything I could to make it stop. Stop for a while, but I found this out. It don't like noise. It don't, and I said I was going to get me a bell. You know the old school bell? You uh-huh. seen the old people yeah. where the people a long time ago would set the bell out in the yard, the big bell? And they will ring it yeah. from time to time. And the churches, some mm-hmm. of them, they have bells that they ring from time to time. I'm going to get that and set it here. Exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because those, yeah. Those, those, those spirits is not going to go away. It's more than ever now. But they're not going to bother you if you have a heart of love. They're not going to bother you. Okay, but what I'm saying, the way it is, they that evil spirit knows it tries to test you to see whether you are crumble. And see, that spirit but, knows I'm not going to crumble. So the thing about right. it, I took my techniques, my techniques, what I had to use then, you know, until I looked it up online, and then I started doing the, the, the sage uh, some other sage and mix it up together. You see what I'm saying? And burn it, right. set it out on my back porch. 
Right. Okay. I did I did that too. Some people right. don't right. that's don't agree what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, I had to do what I had to do to make things work right. for me. I couldn't run, I, right. I couldn't let it run me out of my house. You see? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, well, it, it was yeah. an evil, it was a very evil spirit. Yeah. So, very evil. so over, overcoming that with essential oils, with music, music is key uh, to mm-hmm. have that peace environment and, and keep the, the spirits away. The music, yeah. plants, even will help you, your environment. What what what's needed in a situation like that is changing the environment in, inside of you first. And mm-hmm. remember, if you during the beginning of the show, I said the first step to um, the first step to um, master alchemy is breath work. Breath work. Right. Every mm-hmm. challenge you find yourself in, first step: inhale, inhale, inhale. That's your mm-hmm. health and ex- and your nervous system calms down. You're not putting out all this fear, energy, and anxiety and pain. A breathe in every opportunity. A breathe in and feel the love of oxygen and the spirit of the Most High come in and say everything is okay. Everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so much- two, I need to plant like uh, some plants around the house. That, yeah. that demons don't like. I need to do that. Yeah. So I got to work on that, and so I'm not going to say anything else. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely. Your environment, first and foremost, on the inside, if you have anger, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, that's going to be a reflection and it's going to attract the same. So we are working on that tonight with some affirmations. We're going to affirm that I am a sacred vessel of love. I am uh, in enlightenment. The uni- I'm in an alignment with the universe. I am a precious vessel of peace, joy, and compassion. All of those things are going to do some, uh, some affirmations that begin the transformational work of becoming a master alchemist. I want to just play... Next, this uh, the gold inner gold academy and and uh, psychology of alchemy, and this will bring in the idea that your mind, your brain, both brains. Now we're going to talk about both brains tonight. Need to be healthy if you're going to become a master alchemist and change the war inside of you and the war outside of us all the way around the world. We're going to. We're going to transform this whole uh, conflict energy that is oozing out of the Middle East into Tampa. We had a shooting in Tampa yesterday. Two people died. That's like two hours away from me, getting too close. Okay, got to do some work on that. So this is about the inner gold because alchemy takes the metal, instead of the metal, the the, the element, that needs to be transformed, and it takes transitions it into gold. So we want to think on this about the gold that's being worked in ourselves, that we are becoming like a Alchemy occupies metal. a unique place in the collective psyche of humankind. We've spent millennia transitioning from instinct to reason. 
the culmination of which led to the Age of Enlightenment, a radical cultural shift. Our ancestors, however, lived by instinctual impulse rather than logical reasoning. We did not think about our actions, we simply acted them out. Thought forms, universally understandable gestures, and many attitudes follow a pattern that was established long before man developed a reflective consciousness. People don't have ideas, ideas have people. It was Swiss psychiatrist and psychologist Carl Jung who recognized that in our increasingly rational and materialistic world, we were depriving ourselves from our inner world, the unconscious, which is the root of our being. This does not mean that we must go back to a primitive way of life, but rather to acknowledge this one-sidedness of our modern rational mind, which only looks externally. We must reconnect with the unconscious. We can then inform our conscious and rational life by creating a dialogue with the unconscious through dreams, myths, symbols, and rituals. The dream is a little hidden door in the innermost and most secret recesses of the soul opening into that cosmic night which was psyche long before there was any ego consciousness, and which will remain psyche no matter how far our ego consciousness extends. In his mid-fifties, Jung discovered alchemy and devoted the remaining thirty years of his life to studying it, which he practically dug up from the dunghill of the past, for it was considered pseudoscience a forgotten relic of history and despised field of investigation which he had suddenly revived. However, alchemy was anything but pseudoscience. The alchemist sought to understand the nature of reality by using theories, experiments and equipment. Thinking that alchemy is a pseudoscience is an anachronism, attributing modern ideas to older periods in history. Everything that the modern mind cannot define, it regards as insane. Alchemy can be approached in different ways. The historians of science see it as the predecessor of chemistry and strip off all these symbolic and mythical aspects. In fact, the name chemistry derives from alchemy, L-chemistry. Chemistry is the desacralization of alchemy, and alchemy is the shadow of modern science. The focus here is on the chemical operations, discoveries, and equipment. With their experiments, the alchemists created chemically pure substances to make glass, perfumes, paint, gunpowder, and more, as well as inventing the distillation of alcohol. The historians of religion, on the other hand, focus on the historical rites, the myths and symbols connected with the alchemical works. One such person is the Romanian historian of religion, Merce Aliada, who has written about this in his book, The Forge and the Crucible. Jung's primary focus, however, was not as a historian, but rather viewing alchemy from a psychological perspective. He writes, The rediscovery of the principles of alchemy came to be an important part of my work as a pioneer of psychology. In his fifties, Jung had developed most of what is known for as founder of analytical psychology. Psychological types, complexes, archetypes, synchronicity, the collective unconscious, the self, individuation, and much more, which he had been studying and developing since his break with Freud. Now, his focus was to reinforce his ideas that the collective unconscious is a reality which he observed in many of his patients and that the self develops through individuation. 
and he became interested in finding other sources as comparative material to his psychology. He called this the method of amplification, which allows one to turn up the volume of the unconscious material by using alchemical, mythological, religious, and cultural parallels. Jung eventually found the missing link, as he writes, but when I began to understand alchemy, I realized that it represented the historical link with Gnosticism, and that a continuity therefore existed between past and present. Grounded in the natural philosophy of the Middle Ages, alchemy formed the bridge on the one hand into the past to Gnosticism, and on the other into the future to the modern psychology of the unconscious. Jung found that many of the alchemical symbols were tackling the same thing he was grasping for in his earlier psychological work, and were strikingly similar to the dream images of many of his patients. He believed that the alchemical symbols were products of the collective unconscious that appeared to the tormented souls of the alchemists, who were precursors to his analytical psychology. Ancient alchemical texts provide us with a wealth of symbolic insight into the human mind and human behaviors that continue to be vitally relevant. Jung was first introduced to alchemy when his friend Richard Wilhelm sent him a copy of the ancient Taoist alchemical book of life, The Secret of the Golden Flower. Jung realized that the Tao was a method for reuniting what has been separated, namely consciousness and the unconscious, in order to reach psychic wholeness by a union of opposites, which Jung calls the self. This is an alchemical idea that would occupy Jung for the rest of his life, culminating in his last great work, Mysterium Conjunctionis. At first, Jung hesitated to tackle alchemy, realizing how much work it would involve. However, he came to the conclusion that it had to be done, for there was too much buried in the subject of alchemy which was important for a better understanding of ourselves. Jung first began with Eastern alchemy, but soon Western alchemy became his main focus. Before delving into alchemy, we'll first explore the idea of wholeness and the self. We're all born whole, but are fragmented as we gain a sense of I. This is known as the ego-self axis, where the first half of life is ego-self separation, and the second half of life is ego-self reunion. There is a line connecting the ego with the self, like a channel. Jung writes, The self is not only the center, but also the whole circumference, which embraces both conscious and unconscious. It is the center of this totality, just as the ego is the center of consciousness. When the ego becomes the sole source of identity in our life, we disregard the other half of our personality, the unconscious, resulting in one-sidedness and psychic dissociation. Our task is to recover our original unity that we had as infants before developing the ego. This is known as original wholeness, the original self. To become like a child is not a regression, but a recovery of unity, although it can also take on a negative form if one seeks the protecting circle of the mother and does not want to take responsibility to become independent. This is seen in the so-called man-child who has never grown up. We all have an archetypal inner child in us, even as we age, the idea of poor eternus or eternal youth. Integrating this archetype in our adulthood can be highly beneficial, for Nietzsche 
The child is the final metamorphosis to becoming who we truly are. The child is innocence and forgetfulness, a new beginning, a game, a self-propelling wheel, a first motion, a sacred yes. Play is an essential part of our life, and it is sadly put at the background when we grow up and develop our ego, though we unconsciously long for it. Children project meaning into objects and live in animism, where objects are animated into living forms. The subject is more connected with objects. Jung writes, The dynamic principle of fantasy is play, a characteristic also of the child, and as such it appears inconsistent with the principle of serious work. But without playing with fantasy, no creative work has ever yet come to birth. The debt we owe to the play of imagination is incalculable. Integrating our inner child leads to a heightened state of consciousness, which we did not possess when we were born. We're born integrated, disintegrate, and must reintegrate. That is the process of self-realization. There's no integration without disintegration. Wholeness is achieved through constant inner work. Only after 100 days of consistent work, only then is the light genuine. Only then can one begin to work with the spirit fire. Light is an acute state of consciousness that uncovers areas of the unconscious which are usually covered. Jung writes, It is high time we realized that it is pointless to praise the light and preach it if nobody can see it. It is much more needful to teach people the art of seeing. To become whole is not a linear process, but rather of circumambulation, a process in in that there that is actually a 52 minute teaching but i wanted to bring out some of the thoughts of the writer jung it could be anyone even if you don't particularly know about jung and his writings and there's probably a lot of um egyptian um history and writings about the same subject but i love the fact that he brings out the different elements of our humanness, the man-child, the struggles that we have. And alchemy, I hope by now you're seeing that alchemy is a refining process that involves fire, that involves light, that involves transformation. And so what we're seeing in our world right now with the war in the Middle East, there is so much for us to see in the history of what is happening in the Middle East and to understand the emotional baggage that we all carry when we react to what's going on in the, with the war or respond by refining our emotions, refining our consciousness. As he mentioned, there is the unconscious and the conscious. And we want to talk about that after the break. Uh, Naima is ready to take us to another break, and then we'll come back with your comments. If you have comments, press one, question. We want to talk about the unconscious versus the conscious part of us that um, doesn't want to be refined because becoming a master alchemist, there's a refinement process. Number one, as I said, is breathing. 
Many of us don't even have that process in mind when we have a challenge in our life. Breathe. Take a deep breath, take a deep breath, and let it go. That resets our whole nervous system from fight, flight, to actually calm, peace, bringing us to this new transformation will help us uh, see this war even as a blessing because it's going to help us all choose either to protest, get up off your ass and, and put the remote down and go to the streets with all your brothers and sisters, hundreds of thousands, and say whatever you want to say and peacefully protest. That's one choice. The other choice, do absolutely nothing. Keep living your life. Ignore the news. Don't do anything. That's a choice. And then the third choice is start the refinement process to understand there is a divine purpose for allowing this conflict to be witnessed by us in another country as it is right now. And there's a process, there's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a lesson, there's a powerful lesson in us being the witnesses of this conflict again and again and again, and then choosing to become master alchemists rather than having your emotions jerked around by the psychopaths who want to divide us and have put us in stress mode and present another jab that is the solution for everything. So we're going to take a deep breath, take in the wisdom and knowledge that is presented here for us tonight, and then let it go and let the ego go. And as we take a break, think about um, your own choices in the face of war and conflict in your life, and how do you want to respond? Do you want to be refined, become a master alchemist? Well, it's going to be some work involved, and we're going to talk about the fermentation that is part of that work, that process that brings us to a better human vessel. Uh, Naima Latif, your mic is open, and we are going to go to a commercial break. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515 605 9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought provoking, stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the Mindfulness Slash Stress Relief Coach, 
Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the Mindfulness Moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibrations. Shalom. Radio, two hours to give you an opportunity to discuss the issues that are important for us as a community, as humans on this planet. I, I bring you subject, subjects, topics that are important if we're going to evolve and become better human beings, better individuals, better men, women. So um, this is your opportunity to join the conversation, join the discussion, share your uh, your voice, give your thoughts so that we can become the master of commits, which is a transformational process to be our very best in times of war, conflict, suffering, and pain, to be our very best. And we can do that, but we have to improve our second brain to do that. I realize more than ever, there's been a lot of research done on the microbiome. In fact, most of the um, the videos on this topic of microbiome, second brain, are over 10 years old, most of them. And then you have a few that are like six months, seven months. So the, the, this research continues, and, and the, the, the information just keeps growing and growing on the microbiome and the second brain. And for me, it has become a full realization, a full consciousness of how much that second brain affects everything in your body, from your brain to your heart, every part. In fact, I call it the military inside of you or the army inside of you is your second brain. And if you don't have a strong microbiome second brain, you're not going to be able to transform to a master alchemist very quickly. You're going to be moved, to, uh, 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 motivated to think bad thoughts, to do eat bad food, to take the not the best care of yourself because your second brain is out of whack. So we're going to talk about that in this next hour. The whole fermentation process is what the foods are go through to keep your second brain healthy. And a lot of people don't want to eat fermented foods because we're used to McDonald's, hamburgers, and french fries, and all that garbage. 
that man produces, but the process of fermentation is a spiritual process to bring us to a fine wine. That's what happens with grapes. You take those grapes off the vine and you ferment them and you have a fine wine that has alcohol in it and all that, but it becomes a different beverage. It becomes a refined, better, in many ways, a better beverage, and some people would disagree. But let me go to the phone and get your thoughts on this uh, before we go to our next audio. 706-202, I believe that's our brother, Kwame Sunhorse. Welcome. How are you this evening? Good evening, Sister Viata. Excellent, you know, analysis of alchemy, but I, I sent you the part. And alchemy, the alchemist is the one who wants to turn iron into gold. The spiritual alchemist is what we're looking at. How do we change what Jung had to find out when he broke away from Freud? The psych, psych means spirit. It doesn't mean the mind. And this is what he ventured out as he traveled, because even in the, the, the tape that you allowed us to hear was very important because in the golden flower, he spoke about, you know, these, these type of secrets in the golden flower, especially on page 46. The means of participating one's physical existence, it takes as a goal of spiritual existence, the symbolic beginning of birth of a spirit body or a breath body, and you're talking about the breath, which ensures the continuity of detached consciousness. This was young in 57, and he wrote that on the, in, the gold, in the Golden Flower. But it says is the heal, to heal means to make whole, to transform from illness to health. With the image of the breath body, Young expresses that the body-based existence of established tradition of spiritual healing, building spiritual communities and communal spirituality. The aim of this article is to explicit this theme with a special reference to what African sources of of various spiritual healings. He studied in Africa and South Africa. He studied, and even if you read in his book, Memories and Dreams and Reflections, Carl Jung talks about his experience and when he was riding the train coming through South Africa and he saw a Maasai warrior standing up on the mountain with one leg up holding his shield and went into a dream and dreamed he was back in Mississippi as a black man getting his hair cut in the barbershop. He studied here wow. in the United States with the, 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 the Taos Nation, and when he went to the Taos Nation in 1925, they told him, he was going there telling them to think with their head, and they said, no, we think with our heart. Our heart is our first brain. You are mad. And even when he had to acknowledge in his home in Switzerland in an interview before he died, he said that they had to create psychology because they understood that the man is evil. He said it in his own last interview. And he even wrote the book with, with uh, DeLorean and Carl Jung and the Sioux Tradition. He went and began to study spirituality. He came out of that, that concept of Freud and the mind and that is that he had to study the heart 
and the spirit. This is what young, and then when you talk about the consciousness, 10% is that that's above water. That's the piece of the iceberg you see, but the other 90% is underwater. Within yourself is your subconscious. That's what controls everything that you function with through each day. 90% of our function is done in the subconscious. Absolutely. So what is it um, that affects our thinking and our our actions and our Outside movement? Outside influence and programming. Outside influence and, and programming. The, the programming and the environment inside as well. Because, Michael, you always no, no, say no. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with I wouldn't agree with that because as we both studied Gabor Monte, Gabor Monte says it's environment and trauma. You have to have that child's body in an environment that is not conducive to what is born in it. Right, right, right. And so it's the and, and and we've got Bruce Lipton who has taught us it's the environment, stupid. When he says that the cancer and all the diseases that we struggle with start within the environment within the cellular environment is what is affecting the behavior of human beings and the development of disease. So the second brain, what exactly is the second brain? Where is the first brain? Here's what we know about the mind-body connection. You may be familiar with the idea that your brain is like a central message center, sending and receiving electrical and chemical signals all over your body. And now scientists are starting to understand that the communication between your brain and body is far more significant than they once realized. For example, over 60 neurotransmitter and hormonal receptors have been found on the surface of immune cells designed for fighting disease. Your brain has a direct connection to your body's first line of defense, and those cells can talk back. In another major breakthrough, scientists have discovered around 80 million neurons in your gut. They're calling it the second brain, because while it talks to the brain, it can also act completely independently and influence behavior. So rather than there being a mind in your head, it's more like your mind is all through your body. So we're looking at a system here in this vessel. The vessel that we live in that includes a heart, it includes the gut, it includes cells, trillions of cells. And as I always share on Friday, the microbiome has more cells. The the makeup of bacteria, viruses, and uh, my and fungus have there's trillions in that particular system. So when we look at the teachings of Carl Jung and all these people, they gave us mostly an external environment reality, and the influences, the things that influence this temple that we our soul lives in. And then over the last 20, 30 years, scientists have started to study the internal environment and realizing there's this masterful, masterful, amazing system 
that runs the whole show called the microbiome. So where, where, what does that mean? It means the environment inside is doing its, its job and the environment outside. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm. So we know now, we know absolutely so much research that our internal as well as our external environment is going to affect us becoming a master alchemist. If you're living in a situation, say Palestine, where you're in a prison, you're in a concentration camp. They have no water. They have no food now. Uh, they're, they've been struggling for some time now. Their uh, ability to become master alchemists is almost zero because the stress level in that place is so great. And so when we can observe that, we are observers of some of the worst treatment in, in this day and age going on. I mean, there's treatment going on in all kinds of, uh, in countries all over the world. Just as, yes, go ahead. Okay, you have a friend that's traveling around the world who does not eat or drink, correct? Right, yes. So his microbiome is not being only supplied by the breath. Is that what he lives off of? He's his, you know what his his microbiome is all around him. He is absorbing. I, this is what I discovered. He's absorbing the whole ecosystem that he travels around. Because what they found out is even people in South America have a very unique microbiome than those of us, say, in North America. And those people are not eating McDonald's and French fries and all the, the crap we're putting in our bodies. They're eating fully from the ecosystem and the, the plants that grow in their area. So I believe every time you're referring to, his microbiome is probably so pure and perfect because what he's doing is absorbing his environment, everything in his environment, which has bacteria and fungus and, and viruses all around him. So, yeah, he's breathing in his microbiome. He's encouraging the development and strength of his microbiome just by his breath. So that so he is those Palestinians that are not eating or drinking because they're not allowing water or food to be in them, they're not fasting and cleansing because of the environment of war. Are you saying war is what's feeding them? The stress. They are under so much stress, and that's what destroys the microbiome. Stress, because you know what that does? It creates hormones. The hormones of cortisol, all those hormones, the adrenal glands, and, and the kidneys and, and the, because he just explained with the sex brain is you have a system that's communicating with what? Hormones. So your brain is seeing a bomb drop next door to you. Your brain is seeing your child just died uh, in front of you. Your, your whole family is destroyed in Palestine. And your stress levels are off the chain. You've got more cortisol in your body then you do anything else right now. In fact, the hormones are running your, your whole system because you're the well, stress well, levels. So it interferes, with a, it interferes with a health, healthy brain. And what I'm, I'm sharing with you is I just had a family friend that her son in Chicago was shot in the face twice and killed. She has to deal with that stress of just like a war zone over there in Israel, but those are the streets of Chicago. 
we're looking at war zones in major metropolitan cities, and we're worried about people on the other side of the ocean, and we're not even taking care of home. Well, here's, here's the reality, though. We're just observers of it all. I'm not in Chicago, but that that hurts my heart to hear that, really, that once again, a life is gone in Chicago, my hometown where I live. I can just see myself in that city crying over another death. So I cry over all suffering, not not physically, but emotionally. But then what do I do, Crummy? Take a deep breath. What am I here to do? I'm became, I need to become a master alchemist. I need to transform all this suffering and pain and ridiculousness. And how do I do that? I have to strengthen my temple, my sacred temple. I have to bring this temple up to a level of non-stress. If I'm going to bring, be the love, not just act like I love, but be the love, not just show love, but actually be love in this temple to make a difference in this world of suffering, whether it's Chicago, Tampa. We just had two people killed in Tampa two hours away from me and 18 people injured. So it's everywhere. It's all around us. So what do we do? We transform it. We become masters in deep breath and processing what is the purpose, what is the lesson of all this. And the heart, the heart is the is the seat of the will, and this is what heart math has proven. I've shared with you, and you've studied what heart math does in being able to focus and center with the brain and the heart and transmit because the the heart is 550 hertz more than the brain, more than the gut, because the gut can't get anything in it unless the heart is pumping it. We got right, to understand how to use our spiritual alchemy. Right. We're not right. looking at turning iron to gold. We're looking at healing the heart of human beings on this planet by love. And what is the highest frequency that works in the human body is the heart. But it's a system. What is going to affect the heart? My dad, okay, let me share this. My dad's heart, my dad, my dad died of a broken heart is, is my belief. Because at 95 years old, the relationship he had with the woman he married 40 years ago had deteriorated to such a level that the energy going back and forth between him and this woman had stopped. The love energy had stopped. And at 95 years old, when you're starting to feel like you're a burden to someone, and you start your body's definitely weak, and you have all these comfort food. You want to eat comfort food all day, really, when you're 95 years old. You don't want to really take the best care uh, mentally, emotionally of your body. So his heart was broken. I believe he would have lived longer if he had had a better energy connection with the woman he married 40 years ago. I saw that so clearly every time I I can agree with you because I look at every time that I go up to Chicago and visit my mother. She's back in the hospital. I left there two weeks ago. A week after I left, she was back in the hospital. Because of the environment that she has a relationship with my sister that do not give her, and the part is is when the, the grandchildren and the family ones that come and give her the attention of love and not just sit her in a wheelchair and put in front of a television, or sit at the kitchen table to do a puzzle book, you have to give them the energy to flow from your heart that helps to keep yes. that life flowing because this is why we have 
what's called social disorder of the cognitive brain is because we're not contacting each other. We're just socializing on social media. The human contact is what is needed. Yes, absolutely. So you've you've got so much ignorance about how to take care of the human vessel so that it does, in fact, know how to give and be loved. You can't give and be loved if you're not loving yourself first. It's first love yourself. Fly, fly, fly. First love yourself. If you don't do that, you're not going to be able to give anybody love. That's just a fact. So if if we learn how to love ourselves, especially when it comes to the consciousness of these trillions of microbes living inside of us that are there to help us overcome anything and everything, if we can build that up, diversify it, then it's easier to share, to give love and be loved. But if you're walking around in a sick vessel and you're feeding yourself, you're comforting yourself with foods that are dead all the time and you're not consciously trying to build up your microbiome, which is part of the system that will feed your brain, feed your heart, all of it's working together. Uh, we had a baby uh, recently who was suffering uh, in our, in our uh, uh, female solution family, we had a, a newborn baby suffering from a respiratory viral infection to uh, the, grandma, the great-grandmother that if the mother was consciously taking the best care of herself for nine months, that viral infection would not have been a problem. That baby would probably not be in the hospital because when the mother is consciously building up her microbiome, that's what that baby needs when it comes in the earth, is a strong microbiome from mom, and it comes through the milk. So if there's ignorance or lack of of consciousness to know that your care for yourself when you're building a a baby for nine months, that's what's going to bring you a healthy baby. Instead, you're going to have to go into the hospital they're going to give you antibiotics. They're going to destroy your microbiome. It's going to be a health battle for, for the next maybe year or so. Prayer helps, of course, but the consciousness, the effort to look at the second brain as a very important part of becoming a master alchemist because it's part of the system of, of brain, uh, brain-gut connection that will help us make choices to not just sit and continue to watch Netflix for the, the for the endurance of the whole war, but to actually educate yourself uh, about this war and the conflict and how we can make a difference in our own psyche and our own body of being love, becoming the master alchemist, being love with the breath, breathing out uh, ego situations, breathing out challenges. And becoming love, not just acting love, but becoming love, being love, learning how to be love. That's the key to becoming a master alchemist. So we're going to take our last break, and uh, we've got so much Kwame um, for joining us. And I, I, I'll read your comment in just a minute. But let me go to uh, Naima. Unmuted. Uh, got our last group of commercials. We'll come back to 872731. I see your mic up. And we'll come back with more on the second brain. So important that we realize that's how we become a master alchemist is balancing all the brain and the heart energy 
bringing unity inside first. There's got to be, we've all, most of us are walking around with a war going on inside of us. We don't want to be, because it's too hard. And that's because your brains are not working right. So, Naima, your mic is open. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Oh, man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. 
Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Muted. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I just took a full deep breath uh, with the moon, the full moon blazing its light on me. Oh, I'm renewed and refreshed. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. The sky is clear. I'm so grateful. Thank you, moon. Thank you, y'all, for this beautiful evening. The weather is perfect here in Florida. So let me go. And for those of you who are just joining us, we're talking about becoming a master alchemist. While we improve the second brain because it works on the internal environment to make the adjustments necessary to make choices that will keep you in peace, even though everything around you is in war and conflict. It's like that scripture that says, perfect peace that passes all understanding. This is what I have been experiencing for some time now. I rarely get into a reaction or a state of body or mind that is not immediately transformed into peace because I've been working on (laughs) the, but I've been in the boot camp for peace for quite a while now. And it has really helped me see every, most things, even this war as having a purpose and a lesson for us to transform and become master alchemists. That's what the purpose is. The creator is not giving us or allowing all this suffering, death, bleeding, conflict uh, for us to stay the same. How can you stay the same? Those people, hundreds of thousands of people marching in the streets in Istanbul, Turkey, in England, in New York, all over the all over the world, people are marching. Why? Because they don't like the suffering and the pain that they're seeing with children and, and uh, women dying on the news. And that's what we're faced with. It's happening in Chicago. It's happening in Tampa. But we're seeing it in larger numbers. At once, 7,000 children have died in the last two months in Palestine. Children. And the Zionist government just keeps saying, we hear, let me say this before I go to the phone. We keep hearing the statement that Israel has the right to self-defense. Why do we keep hearing that? Because it's propaganda to keep the war machine going. That's what all it is. Uh, uh, Lockheed Martin's going to make more money if we keep if they keep saying Israel has the right to self-defense. And then we have to make more weapons, send more weapons, kill more people. This is insanity, but... We take a deep breath and ask the Most High, what is the purpose? What's the lesson in all this? And it's to change us. This is all about changing us, the conscious ones observing, witnessing this insanity, not to kill us, not to stress us out, but to say, how can, what choices can I make to improve myself, to improve this vessel, to improve the world even? 
by witnessing all this insanity, chaos, craziness, murder, all of this, what is it for to change me? It's to change us. So I'm going to let you speak now. We have a few callers who press one. Thank you for not waiting till the last 10 minutes. So welcome you, 262-833. Your mic is open. Welcome. Greetings and much love, family. Peace and love. How is everybody doing this evening? It's a beautiful night in the neighborhood. The moon is full. I'm just doing great. When I look out at that moon, it just changes my whole atmosphere, my whole attitude. Go ahead. Thank you, Brother Eddie, uh, for joining us. Yes, and thank you for sharing that moon vision through you. I'm able to see what you see. And I appreciate that. Being here in the Midwest, it's cloudy, rainy. I haven't been able to see the moon in the last three days. So just by you giving that love and telling you are seeing this beautiful, beautiful moon, I can see it through your voice and your vision. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Starting off, man. To get right to what uh, touched me, it made me push one, was uh, when you were talking about the brain, you know, you and Brother Kwame. And uh, as he is stating that the first brain is the heart, this is why uh, the class tonight is talking about the second brain. That is the brain that comes within the head, the mind. But the first brain that's actually developed, The first organ in our body that's developed is the cardiovascular, the heart. And it's developed in four weeks. Remember, four is God. Four is spiritual. And this is what we're talking about when we're using the heart. Because heart being six is word. The words that we're talking about, it resonates passion. Passion is six. We are touching one another. Touch is six. These words have a particular beat. Beat is six. It's carried on the waves in the air. Wave is six. And as you keep repeating, we have a choice. Choice is six. So it's the program that's already embedded. By the way, program is six, and it's embedded in our DNA, six. We're speaking it because at the end of the day, the Bible's telling us the six. This is his judgment day, baby. Judgment day is 42. Four plus two is six. This all starts from the heart, the word, and our DNA that's been programmed, and the passion that we carry, and the evidence, evidence is 33 is what I'm speaking in, dealing with the numbers, and it only takes common sense. 33, the six, to figure it out. We are the alchemy. We are the alchemists. But once we unveil and reveal and expose, as we're doing with this war that everybody, as you keep saying, is concentrating on and not from that beginning war of the heart within (laughs) to be passionate and to come from within. And then we can see everything that's outside of us and we see what's wrong. Our job is to only bring the order because we are out of order. 
And this is what we're talking about, just bringing the order, order out of chaos. That's our piece of the puzzle. Just bring the order. With that, as the Beatles song goes that I love so dearly, let it be, y'all. Let it be. And that quote, let it be, title of that song is 33 to 6. Speaking the words of God or wisdom, let it be. After we give the word, leave it alone. We've done our part. Peace and love, family. Hallelujah. So true. One of my favorite songs, too. We loved the Beatles back in the day because the, the words were speaking to us, what those guys were singing. So, uh, yeah, thank you. And, you know, I never, I thought about that. Six was, that, that number is about judgment for sure. And guess who, what? Everybody's being judged. This is not about uh, dying and going to hell. This is judgment day is here. We are being given an opportunity to raise our vibration, to become masters, not of war, but of alchemy. And this is our moment. This is our big moment uh, to look at all of this as an opportunity to improve me, not to judge anybody else, not to even judge what's going on in, in uh, Israel or Middle East or Chicago or Tampa or anywhere else. Because the, the reality is if, if Tampa is having a, a war over there, Chicago's having a war, there's not enough love in those areas. There is not enough love. And, and, and the whole community is guilty. So uh, I'm just grateful that we haven't had any big events here. I walked through my neighborhood picking up trash and blessing every house and blessing everybody, waving at people, hi, 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 hi. I'm just spreading the love. And that's what we all should be doing at this point because war could break out in your neighborhood at any moment. Uh, we're going to go to 773-366. Your mic is open. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Viata. How are you? This is Naima. I'm not on the phone. (laughs) There you are. (laughs) Yes. Well, I just wanted to inject a higher note for people who might be under extreme stress. Uh, Baba Kwame mentioned cities like Chicago where the stress level is so high because there is violence just as there is and almost as bad as some of the worst war zones. And how are people able to cope? So I wanted to bring a perspective for people who are able to step outside of this reality for a moment and to realize that every single soul that is here on this planet right now came here for the purpose of having the earth evolve to that higher state that you've been talking about for a long time, that fifth dimension where there's only love and peace and joy. So we're in the birth pains of that right now. Now some souls came here to hold that higher vibration by being the loving peaceful spirits that people need to feel so that they know what it looks like and feels like. And some souls came here to shock us into changing so that we would decide that we no longer want to continue in this manner of violence. These are souls that volunteered 
to be the ones who perhaps die early by violence in a way that is so painful for the society to see that many people who had been passive will then actively get involved in the process of striving to establish peace. And then there are souls who came here to instigate that change by being the ones who replicate the violence we've been living under for so long and allowing it. And every soul that's here at this time came here on purpose because this is the time of Earth's evolution to that higher level. So what will happen as a result of these events right now, the younger generation, the new souls coming in, the the young people who are living through this right now, the ones who've just been born, the ones who are are young and grammar school age, the ones that are observing all of this, they're being inspired and motivated to think of whole new systems of being because they see the futility of our violence, and they don't want this anymore. So they're totally prepared to create a new society, new kinds of economic systems, social systems, and everything that actually reflect love and peace and joy and cooperation among humanity. Just like those people who established that school that you talked about last week, the, the uh, was it the, 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 I think it's called the Orchard of Abraham's Children. So those kinds mm-hmm. of things are happening all over the world as a result of the acts of violence where people are just fed up. So now for those of us who are spiritually aware, we can just hold on to the vision of the end result, which is going to be peace. If we can just hold that vision, then we can help make it a reality. Just like when you're driving along a mountain road and, you know, if you go over the edge, you go straight down and plunge to your death. So you don't look at the edge, you look at where you're going. That's what we have to do. We have to stop looking at the edge of, you know, the destruction of the world, the destruction of the world, the destruction. Stop looking at that. That's not where we want to go. We have to look at where we're going, which is around the mountain to the other side, on the road, not over the edge. That's our role. That's our job, to keep the vision of what the end game is, which is peace, which is love, which is joy. That's where we're going to be. But we have to keep that vision so that we don't get detoured and we can understand every act that seems so horrific is for the purpose of motivating those who need to change. So everything is just as it's supposed to be, and all we have to do is see the vision and know it's coming. Hallelujah. And and everything is in divine order, as you're saying. Everything's and, in and, divine order. And each day, you know, as I started out, the first step in becoming a master alchemist is the breath. Every time you take a deep breath, everything is in divine order. Exhale. Everything is in divine order. I am a sacred vessel of love. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Everything is in divine order. I am in alignment with the full universe cosmic order. Everything is in divine order. My temple is full of perfectly functioning organs. 
Deep breath, everything is in divine order. I am a sacred vessel of love. Everything is in divine order. Thank you so much, Naima, for those words of enlightenment and wisdom. Let me go to uh, 336-350. Your mic is open. Welcome, uh, Mama AV, I believe. How are you, my dear? I'm very grateful to be on this side of the dirt. Can you hear me okay, Dr. V? Yes. You're coming through loud. Okay. I am so grateful. Um, I want to give thanks to the family. Thank us. Uh, Dr. Latif, uh, honest to God, (laughs) I am so grateful that you said what you said. Isn't today a one, the energy level? Um, I thought it was a six. Let's see. It's a three plus, um, oh, well, yeah, it is a one. Okay. It's a one. Okay. Yep. That's, it's a one. That's planting seeds. Um, yes. Uh, brother, uh, brother Eddie Harris, he confirmed a whole lot by those numbers uh, six. That is one of Reverend A.A. A. Allen's numbers. I've been researching this since 2006. And everything that Brother Harris said uh, 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 referring to uh, the number six has been in the dream in this research mm. of Miracle Valley. And mm-hmm. I want you to know that, Brother Harris, we in length have to have a fireside reasoning about number six. So mm-hmm. I just want to give thanks also to Brother Kwame, who has kept me grounded enough to stay on this planet because this is a boot camp family of our, our school. And yeah. it, it's difficult, but uh, Dr. Latif is correct. We prepared for just this time. Everybody, all of us, no matter what packages that we walk in, what shade, whatever, whatever, we ask to come to this boot camp and be a part of this. And everybody is leaving with the quickness. Their assignment was up, and many are seeing that they have to leave, they have to get out of Dodge, so that they could go back or cross over or however you want to put it to assist us in what we assigned to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. quiet. Thank you. Thank us. us. Thank exactly us. what I, I have a collage of pictures of all my ancestors going back to my great, great grandmother. That's what they're there for to help us. They're here to help us now. Let me go to 872-731. Your mic is open. Welcome. 
872-731. Check your mute button. 872731. Okay, we'll uh, we'll come back uh to you. Let me see. Um four three four three oh six. That's uh uh Gracie, did you have another comment? Yes. I know you've been talking about those things about cleaning out the body and everything, but this is going back to the medications. Everybody, even the children in schools, are loaded down with all different types of meds. So how in the world they're going to come clean, you know, like you guys were saying? Some of the parents is, is on drugs too, medication. It's everywhere you go, they'll, everybody's on medication. So... What's the remedy for that? How can you pull them off the medications in order to get some of that cleansing done? Well, you can't do anything for any. We cannot force anybody to do anything. There's a guy who did a video about masturbation. He was talking about you. Must, people go around saying, you must do that, you must do that. He said, stop this masturbation, he called it. We can't, use, we can't change anybody. We can only change ourselves. I observe most of my my family eating a bunch of crap all the time that I call crap. For them, it's food, but it's it's a bunch of chemicals and comfort Mm -hmm. food. I can't Mm -hmm. eat them anymore. I was in a lot of pain raising, uh, uh, being married to a person and raising two young men who didn't want to live the life that I was living, trying to eat better, tofu, all these things I was trying to do. They didn't want any parts of it. I had pain in my right Mm -hmm. hip for a long time. And the most I show me, it's not your job to change them. I'm working on you. It's you who has to change. So I, I hear you, uh, Gracie. It's very, it mm-hmm. can be, it's frustrating. But here's the thing. It's they're painful. in our lives. They're, mm-hmm. they, they're in our lives to help us become master alchemists. We observe without judgment. It's not an easy lesson. We observe without judgment. And we go and have some, uh, some uh, sauerkraut and uh, uh, kefir and all the fermented foods that are going to mm-hmm. build up our second brain because that's what's going to get us to a place of master alchemist. The number one tool uh, to transform us and become master alchemists is love for self. And people mm-hmm. are expressing that different ways. They eat a bunch of crap and comfort foods. That is not love for the sacred temple of the most. So I hear you, my sister, but there's not a damn thing we can do about people who don't want to take this journey to become a master alchemist. I've got one yes, more caller. Just like... uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off. What were you going to say? Okay, just like my neighbor. She wants to do yeah. the natural uh, 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 uh herbal medicine, but she don't know how to pull herself off the drugs. And I've been telling her, reminding her, you know, you still, you're doing damage to your body, and you taking the herbal medicine too, that's still damage. I said, you got to make up your mind which one you're going to do. She's taking both. And I said, you can't do it that and, way. And my suggestion is only offer advice when they ask you for it. Because mm-hmm. we can just we we can observe so many people doing harm to their body, 
in their comfort mode, uh, in their uh, sugar mode, all the things that they're addicted to. We got a bunch of people addicted to sugar, number one, which is very mm-hmm. damaging and to the second brain. The second brain mm-hmm. needs help because they okay, have I'll get destroyed. I'll get all. I'll get all. Thank you. All of that. So thank you. I'm going to go. I think I have one more. Well, I, I opened up the mic to 87731, opening up your mic one more time. Uh, I don't know if you're on mute. Okay. 872731, no comment. Okay. I didn't know if Kwame, if you, Kwame, did you have a last comment? Okay, where did Kwame go? Kwame, your mic is open. I didn't know if you wanted to say a last comment. Okay. Yeah, I was on. I so, was on mute. I was on mute. Okay. Go ahead. And what I just wanted to share, we're looking at the war and looking outside. Go to kff.org. The U.S. has by far the highest child and teen firearm mortality rate among similar large and wealthy nations. We are number one in the death of our 1 to 19-year-olds in the world of the wealthy countries. We are number one. And and so I, my question is, why aren't people out in the streets in the United States protesting or are what are people doing to overcome to uh, transform that 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 number one status? They're watching Netflix. They're going to McDonald's. They're getting their hair done. They're going to get their nails done. They're buying more. We're we're so distracted in the United States of America because we have all these uh, comforts uh, that we can uh, purchase with credit cards and. Why aren't those people protesting, Kwame, is the question. Istanbul, in the streets, 100,000 people in Turkey. They're pissed. They're mad. They're out of their chairs. They're out in the streets. How come the United States? Why are we doing that? We have people in uh, Grand Central Station. We have people at the, uh, the, the we had people uh, on Wall Street. But where's everybody else? The whole country should be in an uproar for what's going on in the United States right now. We're too distracted, but that's why I'm here. I'm going to do my part, take a deep breath, breathe in the moonlight. Thank you for the moonlight. I wake up every morning giving gratitude because that's all I can do and that's all I'm supposed to do. And then I walk the streets waving to people, waving, picking up trash. Mama AZ, thank you for the reminder that we need to be busy picking up trash. That's what I do. I walk earlier today and I saw so much trash and I said I didn't bring my bags tomorrow my assignment walking the streets picking up trash waving and smiling at people that's what I do so make a difference be the love don't just talk love don't just watch movies about love but the state of being love is where we start becoming master alchemists and improve your second brain Get rid of the comfort foods. It's time to put those aside. We got we got to get to work, people, because the transition is here. There's a big wake-up call. I think the next two days we're going to probably see a lot more chaos is what I'm being told by my military people and all that. So just be ready. Put the comfort food away and get busy being loved. That's what we're doing. That's what's going to change the world is being loved and breathing 
breathing in the truth of who we really are. I am a sacred vessel of love. I am an enlightened being uh, that vibrates with the cosmic energy. My temple is full of perfectly functioning organs. I am wonderfully and powerfully made and created. How about these? I am joy. Hallelujah. I am peace. I am forgiveness. And that's how we change this world. And that's how we become master alchemists. We begin with ourselves being love and don't observe everything without judgment. Just be love. That's our job. That's our assignment for the rest of the week. Come back on uh, tomorrow with, oh, let me just, uh, we have quite a few comments here. Let me uh, show some of the comments here. Zelda, Monday morning, mindfulness tomorrow. She'll be on at 7 Central. She says, good evening. Thanks for continuing to awake those in need. Awesome. Loving this show. We have uh, Valerie Valerie Finley. Hi there, Val. Psyche is Greek for soul. Absolutely, my sister. Thank you for the reminder. We are sojourners here. We're improving our soul. Craig, hey, Craig, nice to see you. He's right, talking about Kwame's right, Jung, the grandfather of self-help. Hallelujah. I'm glad that they mentioned uh, Jung in there. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution you can also hear today's show on the female solution facebook page leave your comments about today's show you can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com that's www.naimahlatif.com watch our tv shows listen to our radio shows Order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato. Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean Cunion, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Gareth, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may 
may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.